0: 通过研读创世纪, 并联系新约的思想, Genesis chapter 25 Cherish our birthright as children of God. Abraham's Life of Promise. Abraham was a man with a unique life and a unique calling. God called him to go to a country Abraham didn't know. And God gave Abraham promises of land and descendants. Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 to 3. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God had a special plan for Abraham's family. He would bless the whole world through Abraham. Abraham's children became the Jewish nation through Moses, David, and Jesus. This special promise God gave Abraham was passed on to Abraham's children. We know through Jesus Christ the whole world indeed was blessed. God made a promise to Abraham to be passed on to the generations which would follow, but it was passed on. But was it passed on to all of Abraham's children? This specific promise was passed on to just one child of Abraham, Isaac. Genesis chapter 25, verses 1 to 18. Abraham had taken another wife, whose name was Keturah. She bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shuah. Jokshan was the father of Sheba and Dedan. The descendants of Dedan were, were the Asherites, the Le- Letishites, and the Lemuites. The sons of Midian were Ephah, Eper, Hanuk, Abdiah, and Elda. All these were descendants of Keturah. Abraham left everything he owned to Isaac, but while he was still living, he gave gifts to the sons of his concubines. And sent them away from his son Isaac to the land of the east. Abraham lived a hundred and seventy-five years. Then Abraham breathed his last and died at a good old age, an old man and full of years. And he was gathered to his people. His sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah near Mamre in the field of Ephron the son of Zoar the Hittite, the field Abraham had bought from the Hittites. There, Abraham was buried with his wife, Sarah. After Abraham's death, God blessed his son Isaac, who then lived near Beer Lahai Roy. This is the account of the family line of Abraham's son Ishmael, whom Sarah's slave Hagar the Egyptian bore to Abraham. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael, listed in the order of their birth. Nebaioth, the firstborn of Ishmael, Kedar, Abdeel, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tema, Jetur, Napish, and Kedema. These were the sons of Ishmael, and these are the names of the twelve tribal rulers according to their settlements and camps. Ishmael lived 137 years. He breathed his last and died, and he was gathered to his people. His descendants settled in the area from Havilah to Shur, near the eastern border of Egypt, as you go towards Ashur. And they lived in hostility toward all the tribes related to them. The sons of Abraham Abraham had six more sons after Isaac, but we note He gave everything to Isaac. He still gave gifts to his other sons, but Isaac got the full inheritance. The emphasis is on Isaac. He was the one promised by God. At Abraham's death, Ishmael comes back into the story. He and Isaac face each other and together bury their father. Then we learn Ishmael has been blessed with 12 sons but we see these sons live in hostility to their neighbors. Genesis, chapter 25, verses 19 to 23. This is the account of the family line of Abraham's son, Isaac. Abraham became the father of Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean from Padan Aram, and sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless. The Lord answered his prayer, and his wife Rebecca became pregnant. The babies jostled each other within her, and she said, Why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. Next Generation. Now the story shifts to the next generation, Isaac. Isaac is the one now who will pass down the promise to his sons. Does he have sons? Well, not yet, not for a long while. Isaac and Rebecca are married for 20 years before they have children. They also have to wait a long time. And the waiting time includes prayer. Let us never forget waiting for God's timing for something is a normal part of life with God. Don't be shocked or upset or frustrated if you have to wait for something you are desiring. Wait and pray and trust God for your future. His timing is perfect. Finally, Rebecca becomes pregnant with twins. The children within her are constantly moving in her womb. This must not have been normal because Rebekah took it to God in prayer. What is going on? God spoke directly to her and he told her about the future of her children. She must have kept these promises in her heart. Jacob and Esau Genesis chapter 25 verses 24 to 34 When the time came for her to give birth, There were twin boys in her womb. The first to come out was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment, so they named him Esau. After this, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel, so he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah gave birth to them. The boys grew up, and Esau became a skilled hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob was content to stay at home among the tents. Isaac, who had a taste for wild game, loved Esau. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Once, when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country famished. He said to Jacob, Quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished! That is why he was also called Edom. Jacob replied, First, sell me your birthright. Look, I'm about to die, Esau said. What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. Birthright The birthright was very important the right of the firstborn. It ensured the oldest son would receive the biggest inheritance. In this family, the inheritance was more than just sheep, goats, money. It was an inheritance plus. It also held the special promises from God. Esau did not seem to see his birthright as very important or special. Esau was a strong person, a great hunter, and very manly. He was his father's favorite. His little brother Jacob seemed weak next to Esau. Jacob was often staying at home cooking. Esau's strength and favor with his father possibly gave him great confidence and pride. He was sure of his own abilities. Unfortunately, Esau saw things from a short term perspective. Now, what do I need now? I need food. For him, The birthright was no big deal. He sold it for some food. The Bible says he despised it. He really didn't take it seriously. What can we learn from Esau's actions? Do we also have a birthright from God? Do we despise it or do we cherish it? Even if we are not Jewish, are there any blessing from God for us? Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 14. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven in heaven. The promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. In the book of Ephesians, it says even if we're not Jewish, a part of Abraham's family, we also have received a special blessing from God through adoption. We have a spiritual blessing. Even if we are not Jewish, we learn from Ephesians chapter 1 that God has chosen us as well. He adopted us into his family and then forgave us and redeemed us. And then, as a good father, he shows us his will. We are included in this blessing when we hear God's message of salvation, believe in Christ, and are then marked with the seal of his Holy Spirit. God has given you and me an incredible gift. We are accepted into God's family and have a spiritual birthright as a son or daughter and have been marked as His with the seal of the Holy Spirit. What an undeserved treasure! Do we ever act like Esau and despise this incredible gift? Sometimes we forget the incredible position we have as children of God and we only look at the immediate things of this world. We can look at things like Esau did, looking at our immediate needs and desires. We get caught up in pleasure, money, success, temptations, and we think like Esau. If I don't get these things I want right now, I will starve. Our immediate needs and desires become our single focus. The material realities of this world seem to be the only objects we can see. When Esau was hungry, he was only thinking of the things of this world. He allowed his hunger to become his God. He had to satisfy his fleshly appetite no matter what. As Christians, we know the stuff of this world will not completely satisfy us. They might give us temporary satisfaction, but it is not lasting. Yet sometimes we are willing to sacrifice our birthright as children of God to get something which will be an immediate but temporary worldly pleasure or satisfaction. Is there a temporary pleasure, desire, or want becoming a distraction for you? Will that particular thing you are longing for satisfy your deepest needs? What can we do to cherish our birthright as children of God? Living water. Through Jesus Christ, we can have what we seek. Deep satisfaction can be found through Jesus Christ and the living water he can give. John chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Esau had a need. He was hungry. We also have needs in our life. We hunger for love, peace, joy, approval, success, etc. When we look to the things of the world to meet these needs, rather than looking to Jesus, how are we despising our birthright like Esau did? Let us not despise the birthright God has given us by turning away to the things of this world which will fade away. But let us treasure these blessings God has given us. Treasure our position as children of God. Let us bring our needs to our Father and ask Him to satisfy us rather than looking to the trappings of this world. Thanks for having some spiritual spiritual Wai Mai with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. We love you. We love